Welcome to the Artificial Intelligence Podcast with your host, Dr. Tony Huang. I talk anything and everything that has to do with AI, ML, and data science. Welcome, everybody, to the AI Podcast. Here I am with Matthew. Matthew, can you do a, a quick introduction of yourself? Yeah, sure. So I guess I'm one of these guys that you read about that's transitioning into the data fields, right? I've been in education for a long time. I was a language teacher in Taiwan. And just in the last couple of years, I switched over and I'm trying to get into data analytics and eventually get into data science with kind of an emphasis on natural language processing. Because I've always had this interest in languages and you know, it goes together with my teaching and with living abroad to do my teaching. Very cool, very cool. So uh, what, what made you um, interested in data science as a, as a whole, like what, what was the driving factor um, from switching from your old field to data science? Well, I think the thing for me is that I was interested in data science a long time ago. Like when I was in high school, I was interested in computers. My parents were both in the computer industry. And so I had kind of a, an idea in my mind that that's where I would wind up. But then, back then, and this was a long time ago, you couldn't do a whole lot with a computer. Um, my interest in language and music as well, there wasn't a lot you could do with an Apple IIe that could really like do something amazing. But just recently when I came back to America and I started looking into, you know, BERT and language models like that, it's just amazing. The stuff you can do just off, off the shelf, you know, free. You can do all kinds of language manipulation. You can do music manipulation. The power is there. And I think the power wasn't there before. And so I got really excited by this idea of, you know, not just teaching one person at a time, but using technology to sort of make large scale teaching changes, if you will. Maybe that's a little bit grandiose, but that's the idea I had in my mind. Cool. So um, what's your journey been like? Like, uh, I guess, um, since since now we, we talked about, uh, you know, why you transitioned. Uh, let's talk about the, the, your data science journey. Uh, like where, where did you begin? Um, did you find it like really, really difficult to kind of pick uh, a, a place to get started in? Or did you, are, did you kind of get guidance from somebody or, or like a boot camp or an online tutorial? Uh, would love to, to hear like where exactly uh, did you get started within data science? So for me, um, I took a boot camp. And I think it was a good investment for me. The thing is that you can learn anything you want to online now, right? You can get anything free or at a very low cost somewhere. But there's so much information. It's so hard to organize it that I went ahead. I took like a six-month data analytics boot camp here in California. And it was quite expensive, but I think it was worth it because they really gave me a solid foundation in just how to use the technology. You know, I'd never used the command line of a computer before. Uh, I didn't know Python, I'd never used Pandas. So there was so much new information and they kind of got me started on the basics and they taught me how to sort of, I don't know, read the documentation, you know, how do you approach a new program? How do you approach a new technology? And I think with that, that background was really helpful for me. I don't know if it'd be perfect for everybody, but I would recommend a bootcamp if you're not quite sure where to get started. What, once um, I got out of the bootcamp, what what would you right. learn in the in the boot camp? Like, um, uh, can you walk us through what um what you found valuable and what didn't you find valuable, and then kind of like what the structure of the boot camp looks like? 
Well, for me, I think it was pretty much all valuable. It was pretty much all new for me. So we started with just sort of how do you set up your computing environment, right? What kind of packages do you need? How do you, what is a package? I didn't even know what a package was. You know, how do you use the command line? And then we started, I think probably pandas was the main thing. We did that for quite a while while people sort of got used to it. And then what they did is they just introduced a new technology about once a week. So we talked about you know, Google Maps. How do you use Google Maps? How do you do API calls? And then we talked about um, a little bit of machine learning, but again, just for one or two weeks for machine learning. Uh, we did JavaScript, uh, we did R, and the teacher kept saying the same thing was, you know, find one that you like. We're gonna cover 50 topics and we're gonna do each one for a couple of days, but you're gonna find one that you like and just stick with it and actually learn something more deeply about it. So that I think was good advice from him. And uh, I would probably say the same to anybody else because there's just, there's too much information, right? And so you have to focus on something. You have to find something that's going to be your thing and then sort of vaguely know everything else, at least in the beginning. So what happened after you uh, left the boot camp? Um, like, did you, did they have jobs lined up for you? Um, or did you have to go out and search for, for them yourself? Or did you just kind of like take a break? Um, like, what did you do after the boot camp? Well, they have a career services, but they don't have jobs lined up for you. And overall, just looking at my classmates, I think the overall experience has not been that good. When you get out of a boot camp, I don't think you're very hireable. Um, I've spit out hundreds of resumes, of course, I, everybody. You know, I try to make contacts on LinkedIn, but so far, I haven't really gotten any response. So I think once you get out of the boot camp, the thing to do is try to put together some kind of a project to show that you know how to do things and also to sort of keep learning. Like for me, I'm interested in natural language processing. So I take a lot of Coursera classes and Udemy classes, try to get a more in-depth knowledge of something. And so I did that for, I'd say a year. And finally, I changed tack a little bit and I took a really kind of low grade data analytics job just to get myself some experience, a resume, right? Some professional experience in the data industry. So I've been doing that with job for about six months now. And again, you know, it's interesting in the sense that new stuff for me, I'm still learning a lot of new things, but it's nothing related to you know, my long-term goal of nothing or, you know, machine learning, artificial intelligence, anything like that. So, uh, so uh, tell me about the, the job that you're, you're at right now. Like, um, can you walk me through like, the day in the life of, of Matt, uh, and, uh, just kind of tell me like, you know, what, what, what was the, um, what was the onboarding like to get on there? Did you, did you find things, um, that are done in the real world? That's different from say what, what boot camp taught you, um, and some, some things that you like, some things you didn't like. So I got this job through a recruiter. And actually I did, uh, I met the recruiter through the boot camp, And so I met the, uh, at the, the Department of Health and the Environment. And what we do is uh, immunizations for coronavirus. So of course in 2020, there was a whole lot of new information coming in. Um, a lot of people getting immunized and sort of the original system that they had in place for regular immunizations was kind of falling apart because they didn't have enough people. 
So they hired a bunch of new people. You know, I'm one of about 10 new people. And we got there and everything was pretty much a mess, right? They were way behind. Nobody had time to deal with the new recruits. And so when we first started, I think I can speak for all of us, the new people, we had no idea what, what was going on. It was really confusing. <laughs> but it settled down after a little while. Mostly what we do is we just try to keep the database cleaned up. You know, there's a lot of bad information, a lot of duplicate information, a lot of uh, different medical providers are changing. And so we're in that area. And it's not at all like the boot camp because there's very little technology, right? I mean, we use Excel, we use Access, and that's about it. You know, we're not doing any fancy machine learning algorithm. I think it's pretty normal. When I talk to people, they always say that 80% of your job is cleaning data. And so that's pretty much what I'm doing now, right? I'm cleaning data. <laughs> but I haven't used anything that I learned in the bootcamp as such, except for that familiarity with new systems that I talked about. Uh, so for example, we're using Microsoft Teams, which I've never used before, but I found it quite easy because you know, if you know how to use the computer fairly well, then it's not hard to pick up how to use Teams. But it was an advantage for me because I think a lot of the people when they came in, they kind of struggled. They struggled with uh, the Teams, they struggled with using Excel functions. So I kind of wound up as a training role because everybody was new anyway. And so they taught me what to do and then told me to go teach everybody else. So I guess you could say I'm leaning on my previous experience as a teacher more than anything that I learned in the bootcamp. Oh, that's so interesting. Um, so like, would you say like the, your, <clears throat> the, the perception of what you learn in a bootcamp and data in a data science bootcamp uh, wildly differs from the real world? Yeah. But again, that's also a function of the job that I took. You know, I'm sure that there's a lot of people out there who are working with more of the technology that we used, but it's just the job that I have right now, it doesn't really require us to use anything. You know, we don't have to analyze data with pandas. We pretty much just have to keep the Excel sheets cleaned up and um, make sure that the database doesn't have any duplicates or errors in it, but it's nothing fancy. Gotcha, Still, gotcha. You know, from my perspective, I figure that this kind of a job, like I say, I'm learning, I'm getting a little bit of a uh, little bit of time on my resume in a professional setting. And I think it's a good stepping stone uh, as opposed to just leaping into, you know, a wonderful job in data science. That's exactly what I dreamed of. Maybe I'm going to have to go step by step um, through the data analytics fields, building up my resume, getting some experience, and maybe five years later, getting to where I want to be. Yeah, that's that's the correct way to do it, um, especially if you um, are very green in the field. You know, just getting your your uh, your foot in the door um, and getting some real world experience as to how companies and teams uh, deal with data uh, before jumping into your like dream job, which is the the data science uh, scientist itself. Um, so, I, I guess uh, uh, the next question is: How long do you envision? Uh, you know, being in this as a, as a data analyst, um, are you planning on like doing it step by step? Or do you think that you're going to, uh, once you're there for like maybe a short amount of time, you're going to um, apply to a new like role at a different company to, to get that dream job? Well, actually this particular job, it's a contract position, you know, it's remote. I'm actually working in Kansas and it's only for six months. 
So I'm just about at the end of this contract. So I'm definitely going to be looking for a new position. And, you know, I've been sending my resume out again. Like I said before, I think I'm going to look for a position that's similar to this one, but maybe requires a little more technology, maybe a little bit more challenging. You know, I can make the case that what I've done so far uh, shows that I'm ready for the next step up. But like I said, not going for, you know, chief data scientist at Duolingo or, you know, NLP practitioner at Grammarly. I think it's going to be a while before I'm ready for those roles or before those, uh, those kinds of companies would be interested in hiring, a, you know, basically a new person. I'm older. I have a lot of experience, but I don't have that uh, computer experience. You know, I don't have that professional company experience. I've been in education for so long. Gotcha. That they're going to want to see I'm ready for that kind of position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, some, some final thoughts, um, as we wrap this up, like what, what are your, um, recommendations to, uh, to newbies that are thinking about switching from their current career over to data science? Um, do you have any like helpful tips, tricks, uh, some, some, uh, do's, some don'ts, uh, and things to look for that, uh, would bring a lot of value to them? Yeah, I don't know about value. I found a few things that I found useful and I would certainly think would be useful for somebody like me. Uh, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. So if you're in that position, you don't know what you're doing, you might find this useful. Number one is the focus part. I touched on it before. So the bootcamp helped me to focus. Um, whatever you want to do is fine, but just make sure that you concentrate on really learning something pretty solidly. It doesn't really matter what that thing is. You're probably not going to wind up working exactly in that field. But if you've learned some aspect of the technology really well, like I personally just really am working on Python right now. I feel like if I can program well in Python, that's going to stand me in good stead in many other fields. But don't let the internet distract you. Don't just like take every class that's got an interesting name and don't buy every book that's got an interesting title because you're not going to be able to finish them all and you're just going to get lost. You know, you'll find yourself out in the fields with no way home. You won't be able to find the road. <laughs> so focus is number one. And then number two, um, just the whole LinkedIn, make connections, meet, meet people. You know, don't just stay home and program, but you actually have to make those human connections because when it comes time to find a job, you're going to find the job via the people that you know. Right? Like, so I went through the Bootcamp Alumni Network. And one of the guys there, he knew a recruiter was looking for somebody and he introduced us. And that's actually how I wound up getting this job. So never forget the value of your networking connections. And also when you start working, you know, you're not going to be doing that much technology. I think the biggest struggle for a lot of the new people where I'm working right now is just dealing with the team, dealing with the supervisors. Um, you know, how do you communicate with people? How do you avoid making mistakes? You know, how do you address it when you have made a mistake? It's all personal skills, the same skills that you probably already have wherever you're working now, if you're trying to transition like I was. So those three things probably are the most useful for me. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, thanks so much, uh, Matt, for being on the show. Um, and uh, as always, um, we'd love to get you back on the show next time to talk about um, your specialized uh, career path, which is um, natural language processing, right? So. Um, what are you going to be talking about next time uh, in regards to NLP? 
Well, I would love to talk about this idea of um, practical natural language processing. So this idea that you just use the technology we have now in order to teach languages, right? We already have enough technology to really revolutionize language education. We don't need to do anything new. We just need to use what we have now. And I think for me, probably a language teaching chatbot would be the, the next big step. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, thanks again, everybody, for listening. And I will catch you guys uh, on the next podcast. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You can contact me at tonyphoang.com for more information on AI, ML, and data science.